praise the matchless, miraculous, exalted name of the Lord Jesus. See how excited I get about that. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy in spite of the evil in this world, politics, in spite of all the crime, in spite of the negativity. Jesus sits on the throne. He's Lord. And I want you to know he's Lord. He's got the last say so. We look to him. We trust him. We transfer our prayers to him. We are triumphant in him. He's worthy of all praise, glory, honor, and adoration. Tonight, I want to focus on Philippians chapter 1. We've been here before, but Paul is dealing with the mind. Now, let me stop Paul's and Park and talk about the mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your mind, your reasoning, how you reason, how you think is going to be the determining factor of your peace. If your thinking is wrong, your peace is messed up. If your thinking is after the world and social media and all of the expectations and all of the extravagances and all of the entertainment of the world, you're not going to be settled. Your mind has to be on Jesus. And one of the things that Paul does in Philippians 1 is talks about the single mind. We've been here before. I need a single mind. Most of us don't have a single mind. James says a double-minded man, double allegiance, is unstable in all his ways. We become double-minded when we want a little this and a little this and a little this. A little church, a little world, a little pleasure, a little prayer. You know, when we start that little stuff, our minds start dividing. Okay. The problem with the divided mind is that when you really need to be attached and glued to Jesus, the divided mind won't allow it. So you're all over the place. Your emotions is one place and, and your thinking is another place. And God has got to deal with our reasoning. So Paul says in Philippians chapter 1, let this mind be in you. Now, this deals with oneness. Let this one mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this this one mind, this one mind, this one mind. He he deals with, for me to live, his one-mindedness. For me to live is Christ. To die is gain, period. How do you get there? You have to grow to get there. We're, we're, we're fearful, worried, praying for our children, grandchildren, health, strength, wealth. And, and and somehow the Holy Spirit has got to uh, do this in your thinking and in my thinking. Okay. So one of the things that Paul talks about in chapter 1, verse 6, he says, He, Jesus, that hath begun a good work in you will keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ, to the day he comes back. There's a continuance of work of the Holy Spirit. Have you ever wondered what that work is? The minute you get saved, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died for my sins, was buried, and rose again. Come into my life, save me. 
take control of my life. When you pray, believing that you died, was buried, and rose again the third day with all power in your hands, First Corinthians 15, 1-5, the minute you commit to that prayer and mean it from your heart, God starts the work. All right, let's, well, 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 well what, what is that work? First is the work of redemption, that God snatched us out of hell with smoke still in our garments. He took us away from the, from, from sin, sins, listen, sins dominion. Sin, he didn't take sin away. He took us away from sin's dominion. Sin no longer has rule over you. Okay, saints sin because they want to sin. They, they don't have to sin. So one of the things is redemption. Because Jesus saved my soul, hallelujah, I could never go to hell. I've been redeemed. I've been purchased out of the marketplace of sin. I've been bought by his shed blood on Calvary's cross. When he died, I died. When he was buried, I was buried. Romans 5, when he rose, I rose. I'm victorious in him. So God, the work begins with redemption. Thank God for the redemption. Thank God that I'm not what I used to be. Thank God that I'm saved. My name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank God. So, and that's the belief system. We just have to uh, be persuaded that what Jesus said he did, he did. The work begins with redemption. But then the work moves from redemption because redemption is a one-time act. It's done. We don't have to keep going back and save over and over again. After redemption, God rescues me from my ruin. We call that sanctification. He, he, he starts a rescue from my ruin. My God, how ruinous was our lives in the world? Habits, addictions, attitudes, you know, anger, abuse, whatever. He starts this rescuing from my ruin. All has got ruined before you take yourself out of the picture. All of us got ruined. For all have sinned, past tense, and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. So there's a rescuing from my ruin. It's progressive. Okay, it's called progressive sanctification. doesn't have overnight. God slowly rescues our mind, our hearts, our will. He frees us from our ruin. Now let's stop, pause, and park, because uh, you got church folk don't think they're ruined. And they, the, and, and they the most ruined. We are ruined people. And we can't change ourselves. We can't help ourselves. We can't, uh, we can't pray no special prayer to get out. God has to rescue us from our ruin. And he's rescuing me daily, weekly, monthly, yearly from a ruinous way of thinking, from a ruinous life, from ruinous desires. He is rescuing me from my ruin. Thank God for his rescue. He's worthy. And then, and then, of course, he, he deals with this matter of, amen, re-equipping our mind through the word. That you read Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder uh, soul and spirit, 
and is to discern their thoughts and intents of heart. What God does through his word, that's why you got to read your Bible. You start in St. John, it talks about Jesus, second chapter, about who Jesus is, chapter one, and then it goes into a wedding at Cana. You, you let Jesus in. Jesus starts with our minds. Okay, but what do you mean by with our minds? Well, what he does is he re-equips our minds. Our minds are equipped with the wrong substances. Our minds are equipped with the wrong hopes, the wrong desires, the wrong future. God has to re-equip us. He's got to take something out and put something new in. He's got to change the way we see things. He's got to re-equip our minds. And, and when you trust Jesus with all your heart, Lord Jesus, I'm totally depending on you to re-equip my mind, re-equip my heart, re-equip my emotions, re-equip me righteously. And, and, and it's a righteous re-equipment. So now you start thinking like Jesus thinks. What would Jesus do? WWJD. What would Jesus do? You start you start feeling the way he feels. You start seeing things from the perspective of the Son of God. Okay? So um no 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 strategic, no slickness. Now, I'm 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 totally submissive and surrendered to the Son of God for the re-equipping of my mind. He wants to re-equip your mind. There's stuff in your mind and in my mind he can't use. There's stuff in our minds that will damage us. There's stuff in our minds that will misdirect us. There's stuff in our minds will not allow us to have peace nor power. He has to re-equip our mind. And you know what he's doing right now in your life? He's re-equipping your mind. And in order to re-equip your mind, listen, he's got to detour you from where you were going. And he's got to redirect you to himself. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to thy understanding, all thy ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So, so this work that Paul is talking about, uh, that, that uh, he that hath begun a good work, it's a good work. All the things that I've mentioned thus far is a good work. It's redemption and, and you know, it's, it's, it's rescuing, it's reassessing, it's, 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 it's re-equipping and, and, and whatnot. And we need all of that. But finally, it's the reassurance, amen, of my rescue. God has promised when I finish with you, you're going to come forth like pure gold. He had to do this to David. He had to do it to Moses. He had to do it to Abraham. He had to do it to Elijah. He had to do it to his disciples. He had to, listen, come in, and he had to, amen, reassure us, reassure us. Because, you know, we get down, and we get dark, and we get deep, and we get depressed, I don't see no changes. I've been praying. I don't see no. I don't see no rescue. I. I'm just messed up. My kids are messed up. My house is messed up. Da, da, da. And God is saying, No, no. I'm giving you reassurance. I'm rescuing you. I'm rescuing you not only from Satan, but I'm rescuing you from yourself, because that old nature in Romans seven is countering what God wants to do. Feelings, phobias, all the things that hurt us. God says, he, hallelujah, 
that have begun a good work in you will keep on doing to the day that he comes back. So here's the conclusion. You say, well, what is it that I need to do? Trust. Transfer. Be still. God is at work. He has begun a good work. He's going to continue the good work. He's going to finalize the good work. And he will leave you with joy. He will leave you with peace. He will leave you with power. He will leave you with perseverance. He will leave you, hallelujah, with a prize. And the prize will be yourself. You'll look at yourself and say, wow, is this really me? He that hath begun a good work in you. Notice the work is in you. It's the work of the Holy Spirit who, who comes to live in you forever as a down payment till you see Jesus. He's, he's working when you woke up this morning. He's working when you went to bed last night. God is working. And he's working it out for your good and his glory. And we know that all things are being, listen this, worked together for the good. When you get down, go to Romans 8.28. We know that everything is being worked out for my good and his glory. Let God begin his work and finish his work. It's his work. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. God is working in us, through us, for us, to us. Look at those prepositions. He is at work. Be still and know that I'm God. So here's what you do. Now, everything I said, you're sitting here saying, well, what do I need to do? Praise him. Thank him for what his word says. Thank him for what he's going to do. Thank Jesus for being Lord. Thank Jesus for being Christ. Thank Jesus for being Messiah. Thank Jesus for being King. Thank Jesus for being the Alpha and the Omega. Thank him right now for watching over you and your family, blessing you, inspiring you, persevering through these, these struggles with us. He that hath begun a good work in you, he's already started, will continue till he comes back. Work on, Lord. Continue to work. Continue to work on me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.